Welcome to Real World Radio Europe, a show bringing together what's going on in the over 30 national member groups of Friends of the Earth Europe. We're the European branch of the world's largest grassroots environmental and social justice network, Friends of the Earth International. I'm Laura from Friends of the Earth Europe. And I'm Maria from Zena Aktia or Friends of the Earth Croatia. Hello, Maria. Nice to have you here. Hello, um, and thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So um, today we're talking about solidarity with refugees and especially with refugees in the Balkans and especially with refugees in Croatia. So some of you listeners might wonder, um, yeah, Friends of the Earth, as I just said, it's an environmental network. We're working on environmental and social justice with all our member groups, but normally not on refugees or migrants. So what does one thing have to do with the other? And um, I know that um, Friends of the Earth Croatia actually joined the Croatian Refugees Welcome Initiative. And um, maybe your listeners also have heard about Refugees Welcome in your country. So um, Maria, um, you and Croatia with Friends of the Earth, why did you decide to join the initiative? Um, I mean, you're also like Friends of the Earth Europe an environmental organization originally. Yeah. So, yeah, how did that happen? Well, um, yeah, we we joined uh, the Welcome Initiative in 2015, or in Croatian, Iniciativa Dobrodošli, um, when um, the so-called humanitarian uh, crisis broke out. We, we prefer not to call it a refugee crisis because it's... Uh, not a uh, crisis of refugees, but it is of humanity, we, we like to say. Um, so we joined because um, it was kind of a really simple decision. Uh, we, uh, as Zena Aktia, or Friends of the Earth Croatia, we work, as you said, both on environmental and social justice. And solidarity is really one of the pillars of our work. Um, and we also um, have for decades worked closely with social justice organizations in Croatia supporting each other. Um, like I said, solidarity is very important in our work. Um, so when um, hundreds of thousands of refugees started coming through the Balkans in need of humanitarian help, um, we decided to join uh, the initiative, not just to help on the ground, Uh, to give support to people, but also to uh, raise public awareness um, and also to um, influence creation and uh, EU policies which are restrictive uh, to refugees. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Um, yeah, so you already mentioned that refugee crisis is not, uh, not a word you would use. Um, but in the public discourse, like what we have been hearing and reading in the last years about migration and refugees here in Europe, 
there were quite a few questionable uh, metaphors and words like you just said refugee crisis or we had a lot about floods of migrants coming in or floods of refugees um, so was it already was it also like that in Croatia um, because you just said it's about helping people on the ground about um, influencing policymakers but also about raising awareness so why why was that needed was there a similar media uh, discourse in Croatia well yeah of course um, I think um, comparing to that situation and today um, it's quite different when it comes to media narrative um, uh, in 2015 and beginning of 2016 it was all about um, we need to um, help uh, refugees who are in need of uh, our assistance um, there is so many people coming and it was quite um, not everywhere but it was a welcoming tone in Croatia it was very very welcoming at that time um, a lot of citizens were helping on the borders and in the camps uh, many volunteers years um, but um, since the closure of the so-called Balkan route in spring 2016 the narrative has slowly shifted in the media um, but also consequently in the public as well and then you have now language like um, illegal migrants uh, instead of refugees and help how it was framed in 2015 so you you could see gradually the shift uh, in the media discourse and in the public discourse since 2015 until now yeah so maybe a little bit of a tricky question to you because um, um, I think this phenomenon you're mentioning is still happening that media write about um, yeah illegal refugees or migrants coming in through our open borders so kind of spreading distrust um, among European people. Um, what would you answer to this? So um, we just said this is, it's, yeah, it's like a, a bit of a fake news or negative news um, rising in the media. So um, what would be your, your comment on that? Well, yeah, uh, this this has been a very worrying trend. Um, we've seen it not just in Croatia, but in many countries in Europe, across other continents, like in the US as well. Uh, the spread of yeah fake news through especially social media has been worrying. And what has been more worrying is that um, those news have are being picked up by, by traditional media journalists who are supposed to um you know uh check the information they publish in most cases they do not and they they did publish them as uh you know fact and truth and some of uh, those news have been uh, afterwards uh, deemed by institutions by as well as police as fake and uh, because of this you know spread of fake news there is also consequently panic in the public and people have started to um, basically spread lies about uh, refugees doing uh, criminal activities and so on um, so so we have seen this trend um, in Croatia rise um, and I think it, it's the same in other countries in Europe as well And because of that, um, 
some of us within the welcome initiative but also other others in um, in academia in in media some independent journalists uh, uh, artists have uh, written a letter a few weeks ago an open letter to Croatian media and um, academics as well um, basically condemning uh, this kind of uh, you know uh, writing and spreading panic and hatred through through their fake reporting um, and this uh, open letter has been signed by over 1100 people from activists media art academic and other circles in Croatia and also over um, 70 organizations, initiatives, editorial boards, and so on. Um, of course, this letter has been ignored by most, if not all, mainstream media. Um, so we have um, tried to publish it in um, alternative ways. It has been picked up some by some uh, regional media. Uh, but we can see that, you know, um, the, the media narrative is the same it's still there um, uh, but we're trying to fight it and there is a lot of support in that thank you yeah definitely a good point that this is not only yeah the xenophobia in the media or um, yeah different ways of making news it's not only the case in Croatia mm -hmm. so maybe here also um, yeah a call to everyone to be a bit more critical on what you read About refugees. Yeah, and check the information. Yeah. Exactly. You you share. Yeah, and talking of information, <laughs> so um, apart from uh, raising awareness and influencing the the public discourse, you also concretely work on the ground. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about what has been happening at the border of Croatia recently, and how are you intervening with the Refugees Welcome Initiative? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so as the, the welcome um, initiative, um, as I said, has been um, working since um, 2015 um, and uh, since um, basically 2016, after the closure of the Balkan route, um, we have been uh, collecting information and reporting about really worrying trends on the borders um, between Croatia and Serbia and also now between um, Croatia and uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina, uh, where um, there have been hundreds of cases until now reported um, uh, of violence from police towards uh, refugees and so-called pushbacks. Uh, this means that basically people are not even allowed to Uh, ask for asylum even though uh, they are they have the right according to international law and laws that Croatia has signed as well um, and um, this has been police has been preventing people from doing this moreover um, there have been cases reported of physical violence as well and theft of uh, documents of money and and so on um, even uh, UNHCR has reported in, in their new report um, that uh, around 2500 refugees have been rejected from Croatia since the beginning of this year and more than half of them have been denied access to asylum 
while 700 have reported violence and theft. Um, these are huge numbers, and this is only um, this year so far. Uh, as I said, uh, there have been reports uh, coming out from Welcome Initiative, but also organizations uh, together with organizations like Are You Serious? and No Name Kitchen, which is an international uh, volunteer collective, um, which is helping on the ground in Serbia, Bosnia, Herzegovina. Um, so this, this has been uh, happening on the borders uh, violence. Um, and on one hand, and then on the other hand, we have seen a trend of criminalization of people who are helping uh, refugees, um, namely activists, um, and uh, the police, uh, the police authorities, uh, trying to make it harder for um, organizations um, helping uh, refugees on the ground. Um, so this is a very worrying trend and also, of course, this is not an uh, isolated case, especially the criminalization. For Croatia, this has been a trend in most of EU countries now, um, the, what is happening. We've seen it in Italy, in Greece, in France and many other countries as well. Wow, okay, that indeed sounds horrible, all the facts and the stories you just mentioned. Um... Yeah, makes us worry, of course. Um, is it actually possible to do something against it? Because you said that even if you show solidarity, you you have the risk to be criminalized. So was there something the Refugee Welcome Initiative could actually do against it? Or mm -hmm. at least to um, to improve the situation? Yes, of course. And actually now is the moment to uh, fight against the criminalization of helping refugees. It's not, uh, you know, now in Croatia, uh, the situation as in, for example, in in Hungary, uh, where it's now um, through uh, laws, um, basically organizations who are working with refugees um, are criminalized in in cases if they're um, convicted of helping so-called illegal refugees. Um, Hungary is a very extreme case and um, it's, you know, uh, very worrying what's happening. Even the European Parliament um, has condemned it. And actually um, this week um, there was a, a meeting of um, of leaders from the um, Central European Initiative hosted by Croatia in Zagreb, uh, where Prime Minister of Hungary was president. And we organized an action in front of the um, hotel they were dining, basically, uh, to welcome them with, uh, with banners saying that uh, the Hungarian Prime Minister Orban is not welcome, uh, that his fascist policies are not welcome in Croatia and that we should not uh, be learning from, um, from people like him, basically. Um, this is one, uh, you know, one of the activities that can be also done in other countries, you know, if uh, fascist leaders, we, we can say that, are coming. This is one thing. Other things we have done, uh, as I mentioned, um, 
we we have organized actually many many actions and public debates uh, on on the issue of um, uh, violence at the borders. Uh, we are constantly talking about it in the media and and bringing uh, testimonies of uh, refugees um, to the public. So you know there is a lot that can be done still, and and as I said, um, the moment to act is now uh, because you know we're seeing the trend of uh, rise of the right wing and criminalization of um, solidarity. So we have to fight it now before it's too late. Very good call, Maria. Thanks for that, and I hope um, all of you got some inspiration on what you can do. Um, maybe. Uh, to get a bit away of the raising awareness on what horrible things are happening, um, are you also um, active in fostering integration in Croatia, like um, yeah, integrating migrants or refugees in the in daily life? Is there something you have done? Yeah. So, um, as the Welcome Initiative, uh, you know, there is a lot of organizations within that in initiative who are doing different things, either working with women, uh, children, um, language courses, so on. So there is a lot of things that are being done. Um, but uh, we, for example, as uh, Friends of the Earth Croatia, uh, we have one activity for the past uh, more than 10 years, actually. And this is a, a bike uh, repair shop or bike workshop, uh, which is um, uh, working one, once uh, per week. Um, and in the past uh, few years now, um, the volunteers uh, in the bike workshop have been um, repairing and donating uh, bikes uh, to refugees, including also children. And there are some courses that we organized to even um, uh, teach people to ride bikes if they don't know, or um, there were a few courses teaching them how to repair bikes. Um, so this is one kind of, um, you know, also activity combining uh, our um you know, core value and work. And this is, you know, also sustainable transport and, and you know, using bikes instead of cars and similar. Uh, and also, you know, then uh, helping uh, people to, um, you know, move around, be mobile in the city. Uh, and also, uh, this is one great activity to meet people who live in Zagreb because it's very open. It's a social space every Thursday, every week, like I said, and the people are able to come for a few hours and not just, you know, repair bikes and get bikes, but also to socialize with people and get to know the local community, basically. Great. Thanks for this. And again, another um, good example, um, easy to replicate in other cities yeah. and places. And, and actually some have. Ah. Uh, there, there are others in, in other countries as well. Yeah. Great. Good to know. Um, yeah. Contact us if you need any um, guidance on that, of course. We can um, connect you with Maria. <laughs> so that was already a more hopeful tone here talking about this um, solidarity and bike workshop. Um, is there anything else that gives you hope? Because I can also imagine that it's quite tough to have this daily fight against um, criminalization, against xenophobia. So um, is there something that gets you, that keeps you going? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, like you said, very hard because if you just read all the comments on, on, on social media, in, in, in traditional media and so on, it seems like the majority of the public is very hateful um, and right-wing, you would say that, but I do believe that it's not the majority, that it's the, you know, loud, loud um, minority, I would say, uh, that likes to spread the hate um, on social media. Uh, and what gives me hope? Uh, well, I'm constantly inspired Uh, by the people I work with, especially women uh, I work with, as a lot of the actually activists uh, working with refugees and helping are uh, predominantly women. Um, This is on one hand very inspiring, um, the strength they have. And this is not only in the past three years, they've been working on this for 10 or more years. Um, And they're still going. Um, and on the other hand, I also met a lot of uh, refugees, asylum seekers or people who got asylum and who became my close friends. Um, and this also, you know, uh, keeps me, you know, going. And, you know, um, if they manage to uh, come such a long way, you know, from either Syria or Iran or Afghanistan and, you know, still be positive about life, I mean, then I think uh, we should you know be able to keep fighting and uh, you know we we do have the privilege i would say and i think we need to use our privilege um, as you know citizens of eu um, to fight for those who cannot um, or at least to you know be in solidarity and do what we can i would say Thanks. Wow, so much inspiration already. So we heard from you that um, yeah, you have done many successful actions to um, to alert the government and to raise awareness among citizens. You have this bike workshop. You were just saying we have to speak up against this loud minority and be a positive loud majority, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, <laughs> you also said you have found some friends among refugees, which is also, I think, Uh, important to not only talk about them but actually with them and And also I would say you know enable them in a platform to actually uh, speak up and you know we can also learn so much from from each other and you know just you know expanding your viewpoint that it's you know uh, the world is more than Europe Uh, there's so you know so many cultures and traditions and amazing things outside of Europe Exactly. Yeah, very important point. Um, is there anything else we can suggest listeners to do to help in this solidarity fight? Yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, I would say, you know, I'm sure that there is uh, local national initiatives helping refugees that uh, people can join. Um, uh, like, for example, people can also volunteer, you know, if they don't want to be active on a very political level, you know, expose themselves, I would say. Um, they can also do volunteer work with either, you know, language courses or um, um, helping children in their, uh, you know, schoolwork uh, and similar. In um, this is also very vital uh, part of integration work. Um, also, on a more kind of uh, let's say political level, people can um, 
pressure their government, you know, uh, to change restrictive um, migration policies, uh, especially if those countries, you know, are EU countries who have a bigger voice in the EU than, for example, Croatia, I would say. Um, uh, they can also, you know, like we did, uh, welcome, um, uh, you know, dictators, fascist leaders, uh, if they're coming to, uh, to their countries and uh, say loudly that uh, these kind of policies are not uh, what we as Europe want. Um, people can also, especially now when it's winter, uh, see where donations in clothes or food or hygienic products are needed because now um, cold weather is coming and, and there is still a lot of people um, in open living, in probably in streets as well. Um, so you can also help in that way. Um, and one last thing I wanted to mention on the topic of criminalization of um, solidarity. Uh, there is a, a European citizen initiative called Welcoming Europe, uh, which has, was registered by the European Commission in February this year. And it's calling the European Commission to directly support European citizens who are advocating for welcoming Europe. So basically, uh, you know, against criminalization of solidarity, you can sign this uh, petition. Uh, they're aiming to collect one million signatures uh, throughout this year. Um, so you still have some time um, uh, to sign it. Um, and also they're documenting and publishing cases of criminalization in Europe. So it's also a good uh, way to follow. They have a Facebook page, uh, which is called VR Welcoming Europe. And you can find all the information there. Great. Thanks for this. So we are welcoming Europe for sure. Um, yeah. I'm super amazed with, with all the, the inspiration you gave us. I mean, as I said, as we both said, it's a tough topic and mm. there are many struggles every day in the whole of Europe. So, um, yeah, let's stand up to that. Um, let's do like Maria and um, Dobro Doshli <laughs> yeah. and Friends of the Earth Croatia are doing and um, yeah, keep up the fight and um, find companions. Um, thanks a lot for talking to us today. Uh, thank you. Yeah, and good luck as always. And we're together in the fight. <laughs> Well, thanks again to Maria. Thanks to you for listening. And to keep up to date with our networks campaigns, you can follow Friends of the Earth Europe on Facebook, on Twitter, and visit our website at www.foeeurope.org. To get involved with the Friends of the Earth group near you, go to foeeurope.org slash network. Please do subscribe to this pod podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you download podcasts. And follow radio stories from around the Friends of the Earth International Network at radiomundoreal.fm. Thanks a lot to Peter Temp for the music. And see you next time. Postrav!
This was Friends of the Earth Europe and Rio Radio. Radio.